to another fabulous episode of Say It With Me, you guys. Pageants and Prosecco! Thank you guys all so much for tuning in to this episode. I am featuring our title holder of the day, Regina Gray, Miss Supranational USA 2019. And before we get into this episode, let me just go ahead and tell you guys just a little bit more about who Regina is. Regina Gray is 20 years old and currently resides in Wisconsin, which is just north of where I'm at here in Illinois. She was crowned Miss Supernational USA 2019 on August 10th, 2019, and Miss Supernational Americas in December after finishing top 10 at Miss Supernational in Poland in December, early December, around December 6th. Regina studied communications and mathematics at an all-women's college, could you imagine? And she currently works as a travel sales manager and owns an interview consulting business with her sister called Pageant Fairies. And Regina also talked about her pageant, not her pageant sister, her actual sister, in this interview and about how her sister and her family really inspired her to compete in pageants because her sister is really well known in the pageant world in the Miss America organization in Wisconsin and that convinced Regina to compete and her sister is older by quite a few years and Regina saw her sister compete watched the competitions on TV and said you know what I could do this and we kind of know about Regina Gray from her time as Miss Wisconsin USA a few years ago and when she competed at Miss USA Regina had two family members directly affected with heart disease and stroke. Regina started volunteering with the American Heart Association and ultimately landed as a board member of her local branch. Outside of hoping to launch a successful career in broadcasting and expanding her consulting business with her sister, Regina plans on using the title of Miss Supranational USA to expand her current local volunteer work with the American Heart Association with ultimately having a positive impact on heart disease awareness nationwide. She's not really an alcohol drinker, you guys, but she does share what she is sipping on with us. Enjoy this episode. It's a goodie, and she drops a lot of gems about how she prepared for Miss USA mentally, how she prepared to compete as a national title holder in Poland, and her mother's role, her mother and her older sister's role on her pageant career, and how she got to where she is right now, and the plans for the future. This is a great episode, you guys. Get a glass or two. This is a little long one for you, so I hope you enjoy it. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I'll catch you guys on the next one. Hello, Regina. How are you? I am doing incredibly well today. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm excited to have you on the podcast. I wanted to have you on here for quite some time, so I'm yes, glad that I, know. I was able to hear you. <laughs> yes, we've been trying to find the perfect date, and we had a date and had a little life emergency, but yes, I'm so glad we were able to like finally like lock this in. Well, life is busy for a title holder. You know, it's busy in general, but you're right. Yes, when you put um a title on top of it you can definitely um at times feel a little overwhelmed but yeah I think a lot of people know you recognize you from or your claim to fame from competing for in USA yes and representing Wisconsin 
Yes, Wisconsin. Yes. So you're right. Um, I think most people in the pageant world, um, if they know me or know of me, they know me from um, winning Miss Wisconsin USA 2018. Mm -hmm. And so can you, I, you know, I'm from Chicago, so Wisconsin (laughs) is close. (laughs) Very close. Yeah. Would you consider Wisconsin to be a pageant state? Not at all. Like, no, not, (laughs) not at all. Um, it's funny because um, oftentimes when I was preparing for Miss Wisconsin, I competed for five years. So um, a lot of preparation went into that. So when I was preparing, whether it be getting walking lessons or shopping for a gown, even interview outfits, I would have to travel outside of Wisconsin for most of that or get mm-hmm. things shipped in simply because we just don't have a lot of the resources here or that backing for pageantry. So any Wisconsin title holders you meet, they're title holders because they're dedicated to pageantry, what it stands for. Um, and they, they're they doing it because they love it, not because like necessarily there is a culture that supports it. Yeah. And that's one thing I wanted to ask you, too, because, you know, Illinois is not Chicago might be a, like considered a pageant city, but like the state as a whole is not too really. Do you do you find that it was hard for you to find sponsors because they didn't understand the culture? Absolutely. Um, I, the five years I competed, I never had a business sponsor. Any sponsors I received were friends and family members um, or my mom's colleagues, um, simply because they believed in me as a person. Not even necessarily that idea of me actually competing in pageants. Some of them still were like, Regina, why are you doing that? You're too smart for that. Um, But they just believed in me and wanted to support me, even if they didn't understand or even really... um, like I said, supported the idea of pageantry. Oh, that's so sad. It is. It is, especially because I feel like I was definitely fortunate in the sense that I had so many friends and family, um, specifically my mom, who were willing to um, help me in so many ways, specifically financially, that most young women don't have. Um, And so I do realize I was very fortunate and very blessed in that aspect. I don't know how I would have done it without them. So anytime I hear young women who are competing they have no support whatsoever whether it's emotional or financial support from friends and family it kind of breaks my heart and so like I know like your podcast reaches so many different girls so if someone's listening and they're like oh my god I don't have the help don't let that discourage you yes it is a little mm-hmm. bit easier when you do have help however I you know hear all the times girl who girls who win without any support or anyone in the audience cheering them on yeah, that's something that I, I experienced as well. So I appreciate you for sharing that story. People don't realize that, like, some it's tough. It's tough it's, out here. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Um, I have even volunteered um, at um, a lot of uh, Midwestern states. Um, the, the title I won was actually um, part of a, a sister organization, Future Productions. They own seven Midwestern states. I've volunteered for many of their um pageants as a chaperone and I've heard so many stories backstage girls who are like crying who need like just so much support and like I don't think their friends and family really understand like what it takes to get on stage uh, to be judged by strangers and also to be um, subject for judgment online as well so if you know anyone who's competing in a pageant even if you don't understand it you don't know why she's doing it just support her like just support her yeah, and that, that, that's to be said for anybody's dreams or ambition, period. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. even if I wanted to say, like, I wanted to be an elementary school teacher, you would support it. So True. It's so true. Um, something you kind of touched on I wanted to go back to was that you said you competed for five years prior to yes. winning. Mm-hmm. 
Can you talk us through that journey? What was your first pageant competition like? What system was it? So I competed for the very first time for Miss Wisconsin USA when I was 22. Um, that year. Uh, that was Bashar your first Dory, pageant? It was, yes. That, that year, Bashar Dory won. Um, so I remember that year vividly because I got to know her that weekend. And I knew I wasn't going to win. Like, I got there and I was like, oh, yep, I am not ready for this. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I did prepare, um, but I prepared more so for what I thought I needed to prepare for. And I didn't really know what I actually needed to prepare for. So, Which was what, what would you say? So I actually, believe it or not, prepared a lot for the interview because my older sister competed in the America system for many years. And so I saw her preparing a lot for interview. Like that was a, a huge focus interview and your service work. So that was what I came in prepared for, which was, which is definitely a piece in the USA system as a third of your score. However, um, one thing about the USA system that differs from America is that they're really looking for the girl that yes, she can speak well, um, but she is poised. And also she just has like this magnetic personality and I came in more like, okay, business, 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 which is typically what the America system years ago when my sister competed was about. It was, they're looking for a businesswoman. Um, and so I was not prepared year one. However, um, I loved the experience and I was hooked. So I competed five years in a row for Miss Wisconsin USA until I finally won. So you stuck with one system? One system. Yep. One system. What was it about the USA system that intrigued you enough to um, want to stay in it? So I watched Miss USA and Miss America growing up. Um, we didn't have like a, a preference in our household. It's like what we would watch each year, my mom and my sister. My sister was drawn to the America system for that scholarship aspect. Um, a little bit about Tiffany Gray. Um, she is uh, a huge intellectual like she's very 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 smart and very accomplished uh she had three degrees by the time she was 22 years old so like that's my older sister what? yes that's my older sister <laughs> um, so wait what, like, what year is she at america so she didn't actually make it to america but she competed um in the america system and it was, was able to pay for her graduate degree or her second graduate degree with all of her scholarship money so that's why she was drawn Holy to cow. the america system um for me, I would be too. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, and for me, I was drawn to the USA system, believe it or not. Um, be, this may sound really, really ridiculous because I was young. I was like 11 years old. I remember um, at the, that, that year, Nina Shoes were the uh, shoe sponsor for Miss USA. And they had a commercial okay. during, during, the, during the telecast of showing all the shoes you would have for your year, like a wardrobe of shoes. I was like, I want that. I have to be Miss USA so I can have a shoe wardrobe. <laughs> so that's why I initially, <laughs> it's stuck, so it stuck in my it's, head. For the shoes. <laughs> okay, so I'm oh gonna- Oh my goodness. No judgment, no judgment. I, thank you, thank you. Now, anyone who knows me knows that I have a huge, huge shoe problem. Um, I, I, I spend more on shoes than I spend on anything else in my life. So it just was a, a, wow. a thing that kind of stuck with me as a little girl. Like, I need to compete for Miss mm -hmm. USA. Now, as I got older, I saw more of, like, what Miss USA actually stood for, you know, working with um, breast awareness and having the opportunity to, like, launch a career. And so that's where the older, more mature Regina <laughs> decided to stick with the USA system. But 11-year-old Regina 
wanted to be Miss USA for the shoes. It's for the shoes. It's for the shoes. Yep. <laughs> so I just posted a picture. I posted on Instagram for people who are listening and um, to this episode. But I posted a picture on my Facebook yesterday of a shoe collection, and I can't remember what the caption said. Oh, it says. I don't, I don't know. There was, a, there was a picture of a whole bunch of shoes, and they were color-coordinated. Mm-hmm. can't remember what the caption said right now, but I was like, who who or, organizes their shoes by color? I organized mine by what they're for, like the occasion I would wear those shoes in my heels. So I'm curious to know, with all your shoes, how do you organize it? Do you organize it by color, or do you organize it by what the event is? Okay, so I'm a color person. I have my shoes... Uh, separated based on color with the exception of like my designer shoes I keep those in their box um but like <laughs> the like 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 cheaper shoes or like the mid-level shoes I have them um in like sh- a shoe display so yes I'm definitely by color mm-hmm. like I have like my all of my animal animal print shoes in one section like red and pink in one section black in one section like have them all like color coordinated because visually that makes sense to me even my clothes mm-hmm. are also separated by color, not even by seasons, but just by color. So, like, all of my black is together, even if it's, like, summer black versus winter black. It just works for me. Yes, yeah, my class is color coordinated. That makes more sense to yeah. me. But my shoes, it's like, okay, if I have an outfit on, okay, I'm going to go towards my party outfit, my uh, party, my clubbing heels. Okay. That's kind of how my, like, I'm not going to walk towards my gym shoes. Okay. Unless I'm going to the gym. That's kind of how I think. But I'm just curious to know people's opinion. I'm like, I wonder if people, if other people are out here like me and organized by events and I styles. And that yeah, color. I like the color. <laughs> All right. Well, so going to um, your national title. Congratulations. Thank you. And you were one of the first women of color to win as well, Miss Supernational. Um, so, yes, I was the second uh, woman of color to win Miss Supernational USA, which I was really proud of. I, and I'm going to be very honest and transparent. Um, when I first decided to join the Supernational Organization, I didn't know much about it. But then mm-hmm. once I read more about it, um, got to know the directors and also just um, the national organization, I realized like, oh, this is actually a really good fit for me, um, especially where I am in my life as far as like, you know, pursuing my career um, and like with travel and just things like that. So um, I'm actually really, really gra- glad that I decided to get back into pageants, although I had thought I had retired after I completed that Miss USA. So it just, it was very serendipitous how it all happened. Why did you come back? Was it just, was, it, was the bug still there? Uh, I came back, I'm going to be completely, let's say, I don't know how to, how, I'm going to, I came back for my mom um, because she was like, I think you should do it. I really think you should do it. Just one more, just one more. Um, mm. Because she really enjoyed when we would always um, like go dress shopping and finding the right interview outfit and, you know, going over mock interview and just figuring out, like, even when I was Miss Wisconsin, I actually, I don't want to say I booked a lot of my appearances, but I spearheaded a lot of my appearances and got them approved through my director. So she was a, a very um, influential part of doing that. So she enjoyed the process of me being a title holder. So I think just the opportunity of being a title holder once more really intrigued her. And I, I don't, I don't mind being on stage. <laughs> I did it for many years. So like, I just like, you know what, let's just do it. Let's just try it one more time. 
And it happened, oddly enough. What drew you to that system in the first place? Did someone, did you see an ad or how did you even first hear about it? So, you just knew about it? Um, one of the directors reached out to me um, and was in, trying to inquire if I were interested in competing for Miss Grand United States. I, t- I already knew that I w- had aged out of Grand United States. So I told him right away, like, oh, actually, you know, I'm well past the age limit for Grand United States. He said, oh, okay, well, if you'd ever be interested in uh, maybe being a director or being a volunteer, we would love to have you a part of the team. Um, and at the time, I had to say no to a directorship because of the company that I was working for. I was spread way too thin, entirely way too thin, um, in order to take on a directorship. And then mm-hmm. a few months later, they actually acquired the Supernational USA franchise. And then he thought of me. He's like, hey, I know you said no to Grand United States as a director, but would you consider competing for a title that you are qualified for age-wise. I was like, well, what is it? And he told me Supernational USA. And I, again, I didn't know much about um, the Supra organization at the time. So then I, mm-hmm. when I did the research and I was like, hey, this actually seems pretty freaking cool. I should, I should try it. And then especially with my mom, not coercing me, but encouraging me <laughs> to do it. That's when, <laughs> that's when I, I made the leap. What is it about the organization that you think that our listeners should know for a lot of people um, who aren't familiar with it? So one major takeaway from the organization is that they are looking for, and I know this is an American term, but they're looking for the girl next door, which I really, really like because although they've had incredibly beautiful title holders um, throughout their entire um, existence of their system, every single one of their title holders you want to sit down and just like talk to and like she's the girl you want to grab a beer with or she's the girl you want to go shopping with or she's the girl you just want to like have a conversation with and I really like that idea of having title holders become more approachable because from the outside looking in oftentimes we we don't seem approachable even though most title holders are the systems themselves don't necessarily promote this idea of like you can walk up to this girl and have a conversation with her. You can walk up to her and ask her for advice. You can walk up to her and just get to know her and she'll be open and honest and friendly. And she wants to be that person for the people who are either interested in the system or follow the system or even the people who are just happen to be around her. And it's a regular competition. It's the competition your standard pageant was from Sue on stage gown. Can you walk us through that too? So on the state level, uh, state and the national level, excuse me, there is the private interview. You have the um, evening gown, swimwear, and on stage question for the top five. And then as far as from the international level, there are different components to the actual competition that can determine your placement during the telecast so there are optional competitions like this year there was the influencer challenge there was also super model of the year there was um the super talks excuse me super chats super chats as well that determined um placements for the top 25 and then there's the actual preliminary competition that chooses portion a portion of the top 25 so there's multiple ways on the international in order to make 
get to the top 25. But once you're in the top 25, they use the swimsuit and um, a modeling round to determine the top 10. Then from there, the top 10 is whittled down to the top five from their evening gown. And then the top five compete in top five question. So it's a little bit different from people who are used to a traditional preliminary score determines the top um, finalist, excuse me, semifinalist, and then the onstage determines the finalist. So there's a lot of different components on the international level. Oh, wow. Yeah. Holy cow. It was a lot to try to learn. Um, I'm going to be very honest. I, <laughs> there were a few girls who were at the international pageant who either lived in the United States or had competed in the United States prior in different pageants or were um, representing countries that they were either born in or have um, heritage from. So they mm-hmm. were familiar also with a more traditional American style of competing. So we were all just like trying to like sit down and help each other. Okay, so how do we get into the top 25? <laughs> <laughs> what is the scoring and how does that work? And when we get there, how is that determined? Who makes the 10? We were just trying to sit down and like figure out our own score. It was it was really funny, actually. Trying to do the math. Trying to do the math. Yeah, trying to. And also just figuring out our odds. It, it was... <laughs> It was actually really funny backstage. Well, I mean, you got you guys did something well because you finished in the top ten. Thank you. Um, I I definitely was proud of my overall performance, uh, for sure. It would have been awesome to make top five because that is my favorite part of competition, the question round, like my absolute favorite part. On stage question? Yes. And so I was really. Oh, I was hoping that I made top five just to be able to answer a question. But it did not happen that way, which is okay. But I am um, proud nonetheless. Well, congratulations, like I said. Thank you. You did really good. And competition just ended. It was in December. Mm -hmm. So you are just now coming back home from Poland. Yes. Was that your first time over there? That was my first time in Europe. Yes. I've been to Asia. I've been to the Caribbean. But I've never been to Europe. And I was really, really excited just to go to Europe. I, I was excited for the pageant, but I was really, really excited just to go to Europe. And the fact that I got to do both <laughs> at the same time was like icing on the cake. What What was Poland like? Was there a lot of things you had to adapt to? Not I'm really. Assuming? Not really, actually. Oh. Um, as you probably know, the Midwest is actually uh, high in population when it comes to uh, European uh, cultures, specifically Polish and um, yes. German cultures. So I've had tons of Polish food living in Wisconsin and the oh, cold true. yeah the, and the cold was nothing to me it was actually colder in Wisconsin than it was in uh, Warsaw and Krakow while we were there so I, <laughs> I didn't didn't have to adapt very much but the girls from like the island countries in South America they were freezing and <laughs> they were not happy with the weather at all Aww. and there were a couple days we had outside excursions and they would come up to me like USA, what are you wearing? Why are you not bundled up? And I'm like, this is normal weather for me. <laughs> so, what was it over there? Like, what was it? Was, was, it was in the 30s, 40s. There were never any days where we were in the 20s. There was no snow whatsoever. Um, I left Wisconsin and it was snowing. I got back to Wisconsin and it was snowing. Mm. So, yes. <laughs> so, for me, it was a little bit of a reprieve, actually. It was like springtime almost. Spring in Wisconsin. Yes, it was. <laughs> 
what would you say? Oh, okay. You mentioned um, the national title holders are someone that you would want to go get a beer with. Yes. And I guess it's a good segue because, you know, the podcast is about peasants and Prosecco. Yes. <laughs> and I heard that you're not really an alcohol drinker no, or a wine drinker. Not really. Um, I use the expression beer because most people like the idea of like, oh, you can sit back and have a beer with someone. That means you're comfortable with them. Um, yeah. But I'm not a person that drinks very much. It's usually um, like to celebrate someone or to celebrate something happening, like a birthday or a wedding or, you know, seeing a friend that you haven't seen in maybe a couple years so it's just not something I do um however when it comes to like my drink of choice when I do drink it's usually champagne or actual champagne like I love real champagne or um I do enjoy Sauvignon Blanc like that's my go-to as far as like white wines really Mm -hmm. yes Sauvignon Blanc is just too light for me it's good I like it because it has a nice citrusy flavor to yeah. it and it's not sweet i do not like anything sweet so it just has like a nice well thank you seat. yes girl yes saying i tell people about this sweet wine all the time like, no you're not drinking wine it. no you're drinking juice at that point yes oh my goodness <laughs> i cannot and i like that you mentioned um real champagne because yes sparkling wine is not champagne mm-hmm. nope it has no. to come from a certain region in order for it to be considered champagne <laughs> Yes, and it yeah, Champagne, France. Yes, mm-hmm. you know that's, that's an area. Yep. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Americans, Regina, what can oh, we do with them? Silly Americans. <laughs> <laughs> Out of all the places you've been to so far during your reign, what place would you say is the best as an appearance? Um, actually, an appearance right in Chicago. Um, so we went to a Latina Expo. Um, myself and Emily, who is the uh, representative for Miss Grand United States, and at this appearance, we were able to meet so many incredible artisans and designers from different parts of South America. They actually flew in with their artwork, their designs, their jewelry, their clothing. We were able to model for them, and all of the proceeds um, were going to hurricane relief. Um, and so it was just really nice that everyone came together for all of that. And we saw so many young girls who were doing local pageants and um, ethnic pageants as well and just being able to talk to them encourage them and let them know like okay we all start started somewhere when it came to our pageant journey and whatever your ultimate goal is you have to keep working towards that your journey and timeline may be a little bit longer than someone else's however if you honestly believe that you can do it and you put in the work because it is work more Mm -hmm. often than not you will achieve that pageant goal ultimately Oh, well, yeah. I love it. I love that. Yes. You're giving us gems early. Oh, well, I appreciate it. Yeah. Do you have, would, would that, would, that's kind of like a good pageant advice. Has your mom ever give you any pageant advice from like the audience? So my mom um, never competed in any pageants, but she's been a pageant mom for many, many years. She's never been the pageant mom, though, that gives advice. Like, oh, you should do this. Don't do that. Do this. This will go on stage. Like, that's not the pageant mom that she is. Her biggest thing, um, whether it's pageant weekend, pageant week, or as far as like Poland, pageant three weeks, is to ensure that our mental headspace is where it needs to be, and also our spiritual headspace. Um, I'm a 
very spiritual person. So is my mother. Um, and as far as like who I look to for spiritual guidance, she's that, that go-to person. And um, having her just there supporting me, praying for me and just encouraging me and um, allowing me to you know stay strong in my faith is what I need her for when it comes to pageant weekend or pageant week. And I appreciate that. Um, she even jokes though, like as, as strong as she is and as encouraging as she is, anytime I step on stage, she stops breathing. Like her her breath just like, she just cannot breathe while I'm on stage because she's just so nervous for me. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, but it's, it's so sweet how incredibly supportive that she's been throughout the entire process. Oh, I love that. I love yeah. the mother, the mother-daughter pageant relationship. Yeah, because it's just, it's the three of you guys always competing. Basically, yes. Basically, well, not always competing, but always in this, always in the world, mm-hmm. in the pageant world. Yep, together. Yep. Mm-hmm. Do you know what convinced your sister to first even want to compete? Like, what got your family interested in pageants to start? So, my older sister, um, for her undergrad degree, she had a full scholarship um, going into college. Now she. Uh, pledged a sorority, got a little uh, defocused, and she didn't keep her, I think it was like a 3.7 GPA that she had to keep for the uh, scholarship, so it kind of dipped a little bit lower than 3.7, and so she no longer had the scholarship, so in sort of taking out loans, she decided to compete in pageants in order to pay for that, and she was able to do that, and then ended up paying for one of her graduate degrees as well through scholarships so for her it was like the scholarship thing um she just happened to happen to be really good at it and oh gotcha so that's how yes. you guys even started mm-hmm. was yeah. with miss america yeah. nice okay and so then this so how much older she's seven years older you? than me yes and she oh i know you said you were 11 watching yes i was 11 that well that year that i decided that i wanted to Competed Miss USA. I was eleven, but we we watched it from the time I probably was like five or six um, on, and yeah, it's just just been a tradition that we watch every year. Now we all live well until I moved to Texas. We live in different areas, and so we still watch simultaneously, and we'll text back and forth as it's on. So, <laughs> do you get excited as you did when you was a little girl? Watching I do. It? Since you now, since you've competed, is it a different different, type of understanding? You're right. It is a different type of understanding and it's a different type of excitement um, because I know firsthand what those women are feeling on stage uh, leading up to those moments. I kind of feel connected to the winners um, even more. Like, although I don't know Chesley personally, um, I did meet her briefly uh, when we had like a sister chat um, to help all of the incoming queens uh, get ready for Miss USA. I felt like I knew her when she won because I knew I had been in her position, like what that feels like to go to Miss USA, compete for two weeks, to get to know those women, hope that you're the one who wins. And if you're not, you're still incredibly happy for whoever wins. So it just was a different level of connection, seeing her being crowned. Um, it, just, it was just awesome, really. Aww. You know, Miss USA is coming up soon. Yeah. Uh, eventually, mm-hmm. it'll be here in the spring. <laughs> when you went there, what? How did you kind of mentally prepare? Oh yeah. Can you just talk us through the process mentally prepare to be on TV and to compete against millions Absolutely. of people? Um, so I, being Miss Miss Wisconsin, was crowned um, 
in September, which is fairly early in the pageant season. So I had many months before Miss USA and one of my strategies and some people didn't agree with this, but it worked for me. Um, I did not follow any of the contestants' personal pages or their uh, official pages on my personal page. I followed them. I followed, really? yes, I followed them on my official page. Um, but because I know how often I am on social media, how often I'm scrolling, I did not follow um, anyone just because I didn't really want to know what anyone was doing to prepare. Um, I didn't want to know like, oh, when she found her dress or who she was working with as a coach or her walking coach. I didn't, I didn't care to know. And so I was like, I didn't even want it just to be um, presented in front of me accidentally. And I also unfollowed all of the pageant mm-hmm. pages. So even pageant pages that I have followed for years, um, like World to Miss USA, Pageant Spotlight. Um, I love them, but I unfollowed them while I was Miss Wisconsin USA, just because I didn't want to have any um, comparison photos. Like, who would you choose, Wisconsin or Texas? You know, um, I just didn't want any of that. And it was good for me. Um, I had a couple of friends like, oh my God, I should have done that because I started to stalk other girls before I got there. I didn't do any of that. So when I got to Miss USA, I was, the girls who I did meet um, on appearances throughout the year, that was my first time meeting them. I got to make my own um, assessments on them based on meeting them, not based on their Instagram, not based on what they've done prior to Miss USA. So that was like a good mm-hmm. mental um, preparation for me as well. Um, and then I focused very, very um, heavily on what I wanted to do if I were Miss USA. Because I do understand that when you sit down your first day and that they have an agenda for you, they know what that year, they have a skeleton what that year is going to look like for you. But they do ask you, you know, what do you want to focus on? Um, and I wanted to be able to answer that question fully. And so that was something that I, you know, took time to really reflect on and to also do appearances leading up to that so that I could really know like, oh, could I see myself doing this for a year as Miss USA on a national level, not just on a state level? And then I also um, just wanted to be completely happy and healthy going in. So I didn't do anything drastic when it came to like fitness or weight loss because I told myself, I said, okay. you don't want to be one of those girls who gets in like incredible, incredible, crazy, crazy shape, sometimes a little too small <laughs> um, at Miss USA. <laughs> and then you can't even fit into your gown to give your crown away in three months because oftentimes that happens to a lot of girls they get into like crazy crazy super workout mode crazy dieting um they look great on tv but then because they have like done some really extreme things to to get that to that point they gain all of the weight mm-hmm. back or more after miss usa um can't fit into their gowns can't fit into any of their clothes that they wore at miss usa because they've gained 20 pounds after Miss USA. That was not going to be me. Uh, one, that's not healthy. And also, I didn't want to have that message out there for any girls who followed me. So those are my three things that yeah. I, I wanted to make sure, that, okay, that's what I'm going to do, lead them to Miss USA. Did anybody tell you to um, get rid of people? Well, not get rid of them. Did anyone tell you to to not see other people? Or is that something that you made on the conscious Something I made on the conscious level myself. Um, simply because I had... A very interesting year. I don't know if you remember. So, um, Hennessy Davila was crowned Miss Florida USA 2017, and then again 2018. Correct. So there was a lot of like just pageant noise surrounding oh. Hennessy's anyway. 
and yeah, height. Yeah. Granted, the girl lives up to her height. If you've ever met the girl, <laughs> any height, any height <laughs> that she has, she's earned that hype. <laughs> um, but yeah. and she was crowned, I think, the week before me or right before me. Um, she so she was an early on state as well, and I was like. I was like, well, I don't know if I can curse on this, but I was like, well, damn, if this is what Miss USA 2018 is shaping out to be, I need to like make sure my mental is prepared. I don't need to compare myself to anyone else um, because I know I'm not a Hennessy, but I do know that I'm a Regina. So I just wanted to make sure that, but no, hey. so I just wanted to make sure that I went into Miss mm-hmm. USA as confident as possible. Um, and I, I'm glad I did. And I got to meet Hennessy at Miss USA and get to know who she was and not have like this preconceived idea of, who I think she is based on social media, based on what other people are saying or based on what she's posting. I got to know her on a level. She's a very sweet, kind and giving person. I think it's kind of interesting because um, I was at, I, I'm pretty, oh yeah, I was at, it was, you competed in street yes, court mm-hmm. and I was yeah. at that competition and I didn't remember watching everything from, I was far away. I was a seat filler. That's fine. I got it's it. fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that your year was kind of one of the first years that we see social media kind of like times 10 for what it is mm-hmm. now. I can't even imagine competing in today's day and age or going to Miss USA right now um, just with social media right now because there's so many like sites and I feel like there's a lot yeah. more eyes on the Miss Universe organization because of Pia mm-hmm. and Katriana. Um, good eyes, but now just more eyes and social media eyes. So how would you, what advice would you best give to a state title holder now going to Miss USA to get their mind together and not focus on what other people are saying about them right well, now. Well, honestly, comparison is a thief of joy. And because that's something that my mom would say to us all the time, I didn't want to allow myself to compare myself to anyone else. Um, and so I would suggest any um, young lady com- competing at Miss USA, preparing to compete at Miss USA, do not compare yourself to your sister queen um, at all. All of your journeys are completely different. Uh, you never know her story compared to your story, what, what similarities you might have or what complete differences you may have that will bring you together. And it would be so tragic if you were so obsessed with other competition, well, girls you perceive as other competition and not fully receive what you should receive from the process because there will only be one winner. We say this all the time, but there will only be one winner. They will never decide like, oh, you know, we'd like the both of them. They should share the crown. That will never happen. So <laughs> there will be one winner and there is a less than 2% chance it'll be you. So what are you going to take from this if you can't take home the crown? And the only way you can really, I, I feel, um, decide what your takeaway is going to be is if you go in fully understanding who you are and accepting who you are and knowing that who you are compared to someone else does it make you less than or them less than or vice versa oh i love that i love that and i know you said like, you went into the competition knowing what you mm-hmm. wanted to do as miss usa or as a national title holder or as miss supernational is part of that have to do with um the heart yes. disease and bringing more yeah, awareness to um, that so heart disease runs in my family um on both sides of my family um I've lost my dad to heart disease and I, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, and I see my grandmother and uh, my mom's sister struggle on a daily basis because of it. And it's interesting how you know, we as a culture here in the U S we speak a lot about 
cancer awareness, whether it be breast cancer, prostate cancer, or cancer in general. Um, I think every disease deserves its spotlight, its highlight, and its awareness. Um, but heart disease, when I say it is the number one killer of both men and women, most people don't know that um, because we focus on oftentimes gender-specific diseases, but this disease actually affects both men and women at a higher rate than any cancer combined. So it's just, to me, I feel like we're doing a disservice as a, a society, culture, government, whatever you, whatever entity you want to, you know, spotlight. We're doing a disservice to the American people by not having more awareness surrounding it and more conversation, more education, more services, and um, even legislation surrounding the entire topic. I think people kind of forget, like, kind of like what you said, like, I don't think people see having a heart attack as, like, something that women have. It kills more women than like, anything. I think more women die of heart attacks yeah. and heart disease and stroke than any other disease. Um, and part of it is the way that women process stress and um, stressors in their lives. We process them. We process them differently than men. And also, oftentimes, we don't uh, we don't go to the doctors and, and talk about things that are bothering us from a stress standpoint so that our doctors can do those necessarily necessary tests that could identify heart disease at an earlier rate. So it kind of goes back to the you know idea that women often give, give, give without replenishing themselves or taking care of themselves. So that's another layer of the conversation as well. Is there anything that you recommend pageant people to do during pageant season um, to kind of replenish oh, absolutely. themselves? Um, self-care is huge. I know like there's this, you know, movement or age of self-care on um, Instagram and some of the, the suggestions for self-care I think are ridiculous. Like, oh, you should go shopping. That is not going to help your heart health. That is not going <laughs> to <laughs> trust me this is coming from a shopaholic that's not going to help you if anything seeing your credit card bill is going to cause more stress um yeah or trying to like exactly. indulge in food. food is never good um honestly the very best ways from a mental health standpoint from a physical health health standpoint also from a heart health standpoint getting rest like a sufficient amount of sleep will do you wonders and then your water intake People underestimate how much water they should actually be drinking in a day. <laughs> so ensuring that you're <laughs> hydrated and then exercise. Just moving 30 minutes a day. Yeah. 30 minutes a day. I don't care if you have to use part of your lunch break or use your entire lunch break to go walking, you know, up and down a set of stairs or walking around your building or going for a quick jog or waking up early to go to the gym. Like 30 minutes a day does wonders for your emotional, mental and and your physical health, but specifically your cardiovascular health, because that movement or that cardio style of working out is what causes um, your, your heart to be healthy for your blood vessels and your entire uh, vascular system to be healthy. Because it's just like what it is. It's, a it really, it's the most important muscle in your body. <laughs> <laughs> So it needs its repetitions, just like your biceps or triceps much, or anything yeah, else. Pretty much. So yeah, while while we're doing our squats, <laughs> we need to make sure that we're working our hearts out as well. <laughs> I love that. Oh, I love that. 
So now since you competed at your um, international competition, what does the rest of your reign look like? So the rest of the reign, um, we've, we've kind of had like some conversations about what we want it to look like that, what we want that to look like. Um, and by we, I mean, my directors and um, Edgar, you, you've talked to Edgar. Um, so we want to get a couple of appearances in at the state pageants because it's really awesome when the national title holder can make an appearance at a state competition again it's it's cool to meet those new queens who are coming in but i think it's more important to meet the young women who are just competing so that they understand that you know mm-hmm. um the system is not just about oh getting a crown and going to nationals they can actually talk to the national title holder see what that year is like what the international competition is like and I, I, I know, speaking with them personally, they'll be able to understand, like, sometimes timing is everything. So if this wasn't your year, come back next year. Um, and that may seem very small for some people going to a state pageant, but I, I know the impact it has to meet an interna- excuse me, international or a national title holder, because I've met them throughout my pageant career. I met Miss USA's and Miss Universe's. And that kept me going um, by going to meet and greets. That kept me going. So that's part of our uh, plan. We have some really cool photo shoots planned as well. Um, and then we have some sponsors that we owe favors. <laughs> so we have to make sure that we um, collaborate with our sponsors um, as well. So there's a lot that we have planned. And I do have some things coming up with Emily, Miss um, Grand United States. So she's my sister queen this year. So we have some things in store as well. So I'm excited. So just for a clarification for everybody, the Miss Grand United States system and the Miss Supernational USA system are now connected yes. together. Um, we are both represented um, by H&I Grand Productions, which um, is owned and operated by our directors, Israel and Hernan. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. And I know that you are, are you, are you going to officially retire? Yes, yes, I have to. I have no choice at this point because my mother is not going to pay for another <laughs> another gown or another Aww. or another uh, walking lesson or anything like that. Um, and then also, um, I have career aspirations as well, and I want to get married. Um, and so, yes, other things I want to do that I have to leave the passion life behind me in order to do them. I get it. I get it. Hold on one quick second. <coughs> oh my god, you okay? Something is. Yeah, something is like oh, choking me. Throat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, wee. hold on. <coughs> uh, I'm okay. Ooh. Okay. I'm back. <laughs> 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 sorry about that cool I've got a couple more questions and yeah. I'll let you go uh, I know you and your sister aside from being fabulous in the pageant world as contestants you guys are now helping other people with competing and coaching we as well are, yes um, so we launched our own coaching service a um, little, little bit more about my sister I brag on her all the time because I love her she's my big sister I think she's like the most incredible woman I know. Uh, so she mm-hmm. not only is incredibly smart, but every pageant she competed at, whether it was local or at state, 
people were nervous that she was coming because her interview is so amazing. It is like incredible. Um, and I have been have been cited for having a pretty pretty good interview as well. And like I mentioned, my uh, mm-hmm. my favorite part is the on stage question. That that I just I just love that opportunity to to let people know that okay yes you like my gown you like my walk yes you think I'm pretty but I'm smart and I need you to hear this and listen to me right now like that is my moment to do that so <laughs> um, we got together and we started pageant fairies which um, we consider ourselves to be the godmothers of crowns and gowns <laughs> and we are helping <laughs> women um, hopefully achieve their dreams whether it be. Um, team, team pageants, miss pageants, whatever it may be, we're, we're here, we're a full service um, pageant consulting company. I love it. How can people get in contact with you if they're interested in coaching with, with they you and your sister? They can go straight to our website, um, Um We have everything on there. We have our bios, we have the services that we offer, and you can literally shop directly from our website. I love it. I love it. You know, whenever people come on the episode, I like to ask them about what their current read is. Are you currently reading any books that you want to put us on? The books I've been reading lately have all been dealing with my career field. So I'm in sales. And so um, if anyone's in sales or if they want to just know like the art or the understanding of the power of having goals, um, there is this book that I'm reading. Um, it's my second time reading it. It's called Goals, <laughs> um, How to Get Everything You Want Faster Than You Ever Thought Possible. It's by Brian Tracy. So he's, he's a well-renowned um, author. I've been, um, I was suggested to read this book by one of my mentors who's in sales. And I think this actually applies to anyone outside of sales as well. Like having a, a goal and knowing how to actually structure that goal and then work towards it is the only way you can get your dreams because your dreams are only manifested through having goals. So definitely, definitely, I would suggest that book. I love it. And then I know you already gave us some gems earlier, um, but are you able to leave us with anything, any gems of either motivational quotes or a pageant prep piece of advice that you think is going to be golden? Oh, yeah. Really um, anything. So one thing that my sister and I suggest all of our clients do is to have daily affirmations. Um, the power of your own voice is more powerful than any other outside voice. But oftentimes, because we don't say things aloud or we don't say them aloud often enough, um, outside influences can seem louder or more important. But really, your voice is the most important voice in your life. So saying what you want in life and what you want to manifest in life out loud on a daily basis can truly not just allow them to manifest, but what that does, it actually subconsciously allows you to make the right decisions and to put in that effort and that work towards that dream or that goal. Um, Specifically, I have an example. Um, The year I got first runner up at Miss Wisconsin USA, I was determined to come back the next year and win it. And so what I did, I took the MC's voice, and I recorded her saying, she didn't actually say this, but I kind of dubbed it together. The new Miss Wisconsin USA <laughs> is Regina Gray. So I recorded that and I played it every single day, multiple times a day. And then I also was in the mirror every single day saying, I am 
Miss Wisconsin USA 2018. And doing that for almost 360 something days, because I did it right after I, I got first runner up, hearing that on a daily basis that I was Miss Wisconsin USA, I truly believe not only did it help manifest it, but it helped me to focus every single day when I was driving to the gym or every single day when I was meal prepping or when I was you know, doing my um, interview questions or just even when I was going to work, I was just like, like, okay, I gotta just get through this day because I have to get home and you know prep for the pageant. So the power of affirmations is often underestimated, but that is one thing that we suggest every single one of our clients do. Um, and if you want more gems, reach out to me and I can help you. <laughs> well, I love that Regina. And I, to reach out to you, what's your, um, yes. your social? So, it's Regina underscore gray and I am gray with an A, not with an E. <laughs> so yes. <laughs> and it should be fairly easy. Yeah, very R-E-G-I-N-A. Very easy. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate you coming on to the podcast and for chatting me. with us and for sipping along with us, even though you wasn't really sipping. I sip my my water. <laughs> my bottled water. <laughs> well, that's important because we're not getting yes, enough. Hydration. <laughs> I learned something new today. (laughs) 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 Okay. Well, Well, I appreciate it so much. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate, you know, us finally getting, getting the time to like have this happen. I'm so excited that we did it.